mountains are still being moved. Hello, and welcome to Raising the Standard with Pastor Owen Moody of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. You're invited to join us each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for an anointed full-length message from Pastor Moody. After the message, we'll be back to let you know how you can contact us. On this podcast, Pastor Moody brings us a message entitled, Jochebed, the Mother of Moses. His scripture text will be taken from the book of Exodus, chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. Here now, Pastor Moody. Mother's Day is always a challenge for me. Uh, Most of you know I lost my mom when I was just about four years old. But trust me, I had a grandmother who saved my life. And I just, uh, I honor her uh, every year. She's in heaven now with Jesus and uh, have a wonderful stepmother. I was married to my dad for 45 years before he passed. And she's a godly woman and a preacher on top of that. So I have the best of two or three worlds going on, amen, as far as moms are concerned. I want to preach a little bit this morning. And uh, I'm going to preach, you know, usually every Mother's Day, I, I, I try to find a, a message, you know, that just kind of deals with the ideal of motherhood and give you some examples from Scripture. But earlier this week, I felt like the Lord spoke to me about one particular mother in the Bible that we don't hear much about. In fact, when she's introduced, it doesn't even say her name. We have to research to find out her name. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit this morning about Jochebed, who was the mother of Moses. What a woman of God this was, and what a job she did as a mom. And if you go with me to Exodus chapter 2, I want to just read some scripture for a text this morning, and then I'm going to try to uh, preach and, and uh, just maybe encourage you moms and challenge you children that are not moms yet or that you're going to be parents one day that you'll have a godly example set in front of you. Would you stand with me? Exodus chapter 2, amen, verse number 1. The Bible said, There went a man from the house of Levi and took a wife and took uh, to wife a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. And uh, I want to say this when she saw he was a goodly child, does not mean that he was pretty, because how many knows that all moms think their babies are pretty? Doesn't mean that he was just healthy looking. But I think that prophetically, she saw that God was going to use him to deliver that nation. She saw prophetically that in his future, there was an anointing that God had prepared for him. So she hid him three months, and when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark or a basket of bulrushes, and she daubed it with, with uh, slime or mortar, with pitch, and let it, let it season and dry. She put the child in the basket, And she laid it down in the flags or the cattails by the riverbank. And his sister stood off afar to watch what would be done to him, to the child, to Moses. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. And her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And uh, when she had opened it, she saw, and behold, the baby cried And she had compassion on him and said, This is one 
of the Hebrews' children. And then said his sister, you got to remember this, Moses' sister Miriam said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go to, to, uh, uh, and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women? And she said that she may nurse the child for thee. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. I want you to notice all the mentions of the mother here, the name is not even given. But I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about Jochebed, the mother of Moses. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. We just pray you anoint us for a few moments today and let us speak into the lives of, of everyone that's here. We rejoice today for mothers that know the Lord, who have trained up their children to know the Lord. We rejoice today for mothers who came to know the Lord later, even after their children were grown. But nobody has an influence on a life like a mother. I pray today that you use them uh, to be great uh, leaders for their family and to be the queen of the home to guide their children to know Jesus. Let your will be done today and God will give you praise. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen. Dr. Robert Jeffress is the pastor of the 13,000 member First Baptist Church of Dallas, Texas. He's also, you've probably seen him on Fox News He's a Fox News contributor, a conservative. He's an adjunct professor at Dallas Theological Seminary. His daily radio program is called Pathway to Victory and is heard nationwide on more than 1,000 of the nation's large market radio stations. To say the least, this is an influential man. I read something that he said uh, lately that pertains to my message I want you to listen to this. He said, let me tell you of an educational miracle. In a primitive society that had no running water, no sewers, no electricity, or even paved roads, they had a literacy rate of nearly 90%. One of the highest percentages of any people in the world. Now think of that. Now where was this amazing place? It was colonial New England in the early days of our nation's history. And their literacy rate was higher than those of the great nations of Europe. And they accomplished this magnificent feat without public schools, without departments of education, without massive government funding, without teachers' unions, or even without an internet or computers. Can somebody say amen? And uh, these people that did this were Puritans. And they settled in New England... And they didn't seek literacy or teaching their children to read just for literacy's sake, even though that was important. They didn't do it trying to uh, prepare them for a materialistic world, which was part of the result of it. But to them, there was a purpose. It was purpose-driven. Amen. Uh, the purpose of knowing how to read and write was an essential means to an end. And that end was simply this. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all of your soul, and all of your strength. They believed that the knowledge that was gotten from teaching their children to read the Bible was essential for knowing God and living wisely. Can I get a witness? Amen. Uh, I remember hearing Laura Lynn's song, The Coal Miner's Daughter. And I remember hearing her saying that mommy rocked the babies at night and read the Bible by the coal oil light. And uh, that just that word, those words just kind of stuck in my mind this morning. And uh, 
The thing was the Puritans knew they were responsible for the spiritual training of their children and not the government. Not the government's responsibility. It's ours. Can you say amen? Now, most of this responsibility fell on the mothers of, our society, of their society. And uh, Deuteronomy 6 and 4, God said this. He said, and when you go to Israel, if you ever go there, you'll, they have little containers that are nailed up on the doors of every building and every house that you walk into. And uh, in that container, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God, and you shall serve the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words I command you this day, they shall be in your heart. And then it goes on and says, and you'll teach them diligently to your children. You'll talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. They'll be for a sign upon your hand. They wore them in a little box upon their hand. They literally put a band on their head with a little box that had that scripture that they put on their forehead. The Bible said between their eyes. You'll write them up on the doorpost of your house and upon your gates. And uh, when I was thinking of that, what a responsibility it was to put this knowledge of God into children. Thank God for mothers that realize this. Today, parenting has, uh, and in particular, motherhood is viewed quite differently, amen, by the world today as, than it was in those days. A member of my family asked me recently, said, uh, said, is it hard for you to prepare special days messages like Christmas messages and Mother's Day messages and Father's Day? Father's Day is a little tougher than Mother's Day is. That, uh, and, I, and I said this, I said, Normally it is, because I'm trying always to find something. But I felt like God spoke to me about Jochebed. She was the wife of Amram. And can I tell you about this woman? She was a slave. Are you hearing me? They were all slaves. And when, uh, when you think of that, uh, she, she was the slave who lived in the hardest of conditions. And she raised three children that we know of. And can I tell you who they were? They were Moses, the savior of the country, the deliverer. They were Aaron, the first high priest. Are you ready? They were Miriam, a prophetess and a worshiper, hallelujah, that could grab a tambourine, start dancing and singing and get the whole nation praising God. How many think she did a pretty good job? Amen to being a mother. I'm getting a little ringing I hear up here if y'all can do something about that. And uh, I'd say she was pretty successful. The Bible says she married a son of Levi, his name was Amram, and she's mentioned only by name in two places that I can find, Exodus 6.20 and Numbers 26.59. In Exodus 6.20, listen to this. I'm talking about the difficulties she came from. The Bible said Amram took, uh, took to him Jochebed, are y'all ready for this? His father's sister to wife. Hello, he married his aunt. Does anybody think that's something wrong with that? Uh, he married his aunt, and she married him Aaron and Moses, and, and the years of, of the life of Amram were 137 years. Now, John Gill said this. He said, though such marriages were afterward prohibited, Moses does not conceal it, though it may uh, seem to reflect some dishonor on him and his family, but he's not writing for his own glory. He's not writing He's you know, to try to impress somebody. He's writing for the sake of the truth and the good of mankind and especially the church and the people of God. In Exodus 26, 59, she is expressly said to be the daughter of Levi, born to him in Egypt. Therefore, she was Amram's sister and Moses married his aunt. 
And the only reason why that I, that I tell you that is that this woman who was a slave, this woman whose marriage was no doubt looked upon at, to say the least, as less than favorable, this woman who had a stigma on her life, she became this, this mother who trained up these three children who would change the world. Hallelujah. I, I want to tell you today, I, I really think, I, I wish that mothers would get hold of this that God has put in your hands the, the potential, amen, to, to train up, can I say it, presidents and leaders and, and great evangelists and great pastors and movers and shakers in the world. Will somebody say amen? I want to tell you that I thank God, as, as Dylan said, that we can look around the church and I can point out women in this church that I've known for decades who have lived an example of godliness and holiness and, and compassion and love and caring about not only their children but other children. Amen. Live out a life to, to let children know. Are you ready that life is not just about you? God had to prepare a Moses, amen, they could speak to on the backside of a desert from a burning bush and say, I've heard the cry of my people. Do you understand Moses had killed an Egyptian and had fled to that place trying to save his own life, amen, but when the time came and God needed him, come on somebody, he had a sensitivity to the voice of God and a willingness to be ready to do what he could and I think his mother was largely in part responsible for that. Give God a hand of praise, would you? Amen. Moses, I want to talk about him first. He was sensitive to the voice of God. Moses, the Bible said in Exodus 3 and 1, said that he kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, uh, and he led the flock up to the backside of the desert. He came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in the flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. Now it says the angel of the Lord, it means the messenger. It's really a, a, a theophany, a representation of the word of God, Christ speaking to him. And uh, he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire, but the bush was not consumed. And Moses didn't run from it, but he said, I'm going to look at this and see what is going on. Amen. I'm going to see why this bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside uh, to see, God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Listen, God would tell Moses of his agenda, his, God's agenda, and it would fall largely on Moses. I want to tell you something. It takes a child that's been trained up to know what responsibility is and to know the importance, amen, of, of the authority of God, to be willing to, to listen to God talk to him, amen, a fugitive, and say, I'm going to send you back into the land from which you fled, and I'm going to use you to be the deliverer of my people. In verse number 7 of Exodus chapter 3, God said, I've seen the affliction of my people, amen, which are in Egypt, and I've heard the cry by the reason of their taskmasters. I know their sorrows. I I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up uh, out of that land unto a good land, large unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites, and all the otherites. Can you say amen? God said, I'm going to drive out the enemies. I'm going to give them the land. And he said, now listen. Therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come up to me, and I've also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians 
oppress them. Now watch Moses' commission, verse 10. Come now, therefore, I'm gonna send you to Pharaoh that you may bring forth my people, amen, the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Can I tell you, Hebrews 11 said that Moses, when he was born, was hid by three, hid three months by his parents because he was a proper child and they were, amen, were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, when Moses was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, but he chose rather to suffer the afflictions of the people of God rather to enjoy than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I want to tell you something today. I remember being a young boy thrust out into that world, drafted during the time of the hippies and the and the British invasion and the and the dope smoking and the draft card burning and all of that mess that was going on. But I remember, amen, the influence of a of a godly grandmother who trained me up and made me understand what it meant to be, amen, a, a responsible person. And she made me feel ashamed of sin. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I thank God today that our country, amen, a lot of what's going wrong in our country, amen, is because of the spirit of selfishness and rebellion and attitudes of disrespect. But thank God for mothers who want to raise up children that respect authority, that fear the Lord and want to do something for God and they, they want their life, amen, to count for something in this day and time. Give God praise if you would. Amen. What a man this woman raised. And uh, the scripture said, Hebrews eleven twenty six. he esteemed the reproach of Christ to be greater riches than all the treasures in Egypt. Moms, teach your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. Look them right in the eye and say, it won't mean a thing if you gain the world and lose your soul. Amen. That soul is, that's not the spirit. The spirit's the eternal part of man. But the soul is the mind, the will, the emotion, the personality, what makes us who we are. I thank God you know, that, that mothers have a great part of shaping the personality of a child. Amen. The things that, that we learn at mother's knee or in my case at grandmother's knee. The things, you know, that, that, that children, there's so many children today in our society, and I'm not being critical, but other than to say this, there are great numbers of them that have been abandoned by their own mothers and by their parents, dads and moms, because of drugs and because of the influence of an ungodly world. But thank God there are stepmothers that have stepped up and, and, and uh, uh, grandmothers that have stepped up, amen, that see a child as being something of great value, can you say amen? Oh, thank God. So this mother, she trained up Moses. She didn't just train up Moses. Kids' personalities are different. How many of you moms realize that? None of them are the same. I raised two. They're as different as daylight and dark. Both of them are just, people say they look alike, but they sure don't act alike. Or they're, they're just different. I'm going to leave that there. Amen. They're two different personalities. And uh, when, I, when I started thinking like this, God raised up Moses. Do you know about Moses? Moses was shy. And backwards, he told God, he said, I can't talk. So God said, well, I'll, raise, I'll give you your brother. Well, now, Aaron was a mouthpiece. Hello? Aaron was a talker. I mean, he became a preacher. Hello, somebody. <laughs> he became a priest. And when I think about Aaron, the Bible, Moses is having this conversation with God at the bush, you know, and, 
And Moses said to the Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither, in, in Exodus 4 and 10, he says, I'm not eloquent, um, uh, neither heretofore nor since as thou hast spoken unto your servant, but I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. I can't talk well. And the Lord said unto him, who's made man's mouth? And who makes the dumb or the deaf, the singer or the blind? Have not I the Lord? You know what God was saying? I can fix you where you can do this. I'd like to just interject that there. God rarely calls the qualified, but he always qualifies the called. Can you say amen? He'll, he'll let you learn what you need to learn. Now, he said, now therefore go, I will be with your mouth and teach you what you'll say. Moses gets a little brave here and he looks up at God and uh, says, uh, oh my Lord, send I pray thee by the hand of whom, him who you will send. Let me translate all that. I ain't doing it. Send somebody else. So the Bible said in verse 14, God got angry with him. The anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses and he said, is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well and also behold, he comes to meet you and he, when he sees you, he is going to be glad in heart. And look at verse 15. And you shall speak to him and put words in his mouth and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and will teach you what you shall do. Amen. And so Aaron was used of God to go with Moses to stand before the most powerful man on planet earth, you know, militarily and governmentally. He was Pharaoh. Egypt thought he was God. And can you see them walking in and Moses has got this staff in his hand, which represents God's power. He can throw it down and turn it into a cobra. Moses was a snake handler, by the way. Y'all are quiet this morning. He could take it by the tail. It would turn into a rod again put his hand inside of his garment, pull it out, it's white with leprosy, put it back in, and it's healed. That's pretty cool. He can also turn water to blood. He can call frogs and lice and flies and hailstones that weigh 100 pounds. He can destroy a nation. But when he walks in before Pharaoh, it's Aaron that looks up at him and says, um, excuse me, thus saith the Lord, let my people go or I'll kill your firstborn child. How many knows that took a spokesman? God raised Aaron. Aaron was more than that. According to Exodus 4, 16, amen. I, the scripture said, uh, God said, he shall be my spokesman of the people. He shall be even he to thee instead of a mouth and thou to him instead of a God. And look at verse Exodus chapter 28, verse one. It says, you'll take Aaron, your brother, and his sons with him from among the children of Israel that they may minister to me in the priest office. Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar, Aaron's sons. What a man of God. And can I tell you, when Nadab and Abihu offered strange fire upon the altar, disobeyed God, and God killed him. Do you know that Aaron didn't even open his mouth? He did not argue with God. He did not shake his fist at God. So here's this woman. She raised these wonderful children. Moses, a deliverer. Aaron, a spokesman, can you say amen? And uh, he said, you'll make holy garments, Exodus 28 and 2. And he said, for Aaron, thy brother, amen, for, the, for glory and for beauty. You're gonna dress him up. Everybody's gonna know who he is. He's the high priest of God, can you say amen? Now let's look at Miriam, amen. You sisters ready to shout? Shout on, sisters, hallelujah. I, I thought about Miriam. First of all, she was a discerning youth. 
<coughs> she had some understanding, some knowledge. Amen. When they put that baby in that river, amen, trying to hide him so he wouldn't be killed, the Bible said that his sister stood afar off to watch what would be done to him. And when the daughter of Pharaoh, amen, Exodus 2 and 5, I read it in your hearing, came down to wash herself at the river, her maids walked along with her. She saw that little ark in the river and the flags. She said, go down and fetch that. They opened that little basket up, Enoch, and there laid that baby there in that basket and he was crying and uh, his sister standing back watching. Amen. And, and Pharaoh's daughter said, well, it's one of the Hebrew children and then, amen, Moses' his older sister, she runs up to Pharaoh's daughter and shall I go call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child, she may feed the child for thee. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. You know what she did? She went and called Jochebed. She went and got Moses' mother. Come on, somebody. This was a discerning young person that knew what God was up to and knew it was the plan of God. But can I tell you, later on, she became a prophetess. She became the anointed worshiper. And when they crossed the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army drowned in that water, the Bible said Moses, it starts out, amen, in Exodus 15 and 1, said, sang this song. But then when he got done, the Bible said in verse number 20 that Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron took a timbrel a tambourine in her hand and all the women went out after her with timbrels and dances and Miriam answered and said sing ye to the uh, sing ye to the Lord for he hath triumphed can I tell you what the original rendering said Moses had just sung this song I can almost see it he said I better just sing this you know like, like we do when he got done, she grabbed the tambourine, looked around at the ladies and said, let's sing it again. That's what she sung. She sung the same song again. But this time she started singing and she started dancing and she started shouting. Can you say amen? She said, because the horse and the rider, the enemy that pursued us, has been drowned in the sea. God has worked a great deliverance. I want to tell somebody today that motherhood is not just a coincidence or not just an incidental thing but God raises up women amen to be mothers hallelujah to influence and train and pray and help and give grace to children that they might grow up and serve the Lord God amen with all of their heart give God praise if you would come on up let me tell you about this woman to me, it's odd that when God calls Amram and he goes to Mary, Jochebed, it doesn't mention her name. Not to get over to numbers and they're giving the accounting. Not much is really said about her throughout the life of Moses. We just know she lived. She raised up three magnificent children and she died. The world doesn't know a lot about her. Can I tell you that most of what's done that becomes greatness is usually done in obscurity. It's usually not noticed till later. How many say amen to that? And uh, I thought about Jacobed, and I've, this week I've pondered this woman. And I thought about what Solomon wrote in Proverbs 31. And so many times at funerals, you know, for moms, I've read this, and I've read it so many times on Mother's Day. 
But I wondered how Moses, Aaron, and Miriam must have felt about their mother. The Bible said, Proverbs 31 and 28, her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. He praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but you surpass all of them. Man, favor is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. I have a picture in my living room of my mother. A couple of pictures, actually, one before her and dad married, high school senior picture. Dark hair, dark eyes, beautiful woman. Then I have a picture of her standing in front of my grandparents' house with my dad and three boys that went like this. And I was that last one down there. And all I knew about her pretty much all of my life was what I was told. But in that same setting of pictures, I have a picture of my grandmother standing with those same three boys. It was the day of her funeral, my mom's funeral. My grandmother's standing there, and you've got to understand, my grandmother had nine children. Eight of them were born at home. She worked like a man in the field. She told me one time, she said, I had a baby one morning and hung a big wash out that afternoon. It made a different stuff. I've seen her hand to back up to a wagon like a man. She was a, a large woman, tall and heavy and big. And in that picture where we're standing with her, she had a hat on. The old ladies all wore hats. And whoever took the, cut the, took the picture kind of cropped the top of the hat off. And she just looked like a white ring around the top of her head. And my brother Larry was there one day and somebody said, what's that on Granny Moody's head? Before I could say anything, Larry spoke up and said, that's her halo. She was an angel. What a woman. And I know all of us feel that way today. Thank God for mothers that cry with us, that set up with us, that worry over us, that pray for us, that teach us cousin and brother that lived at the house and they started smoking we didn't have a bathroom we didn't have three bedrooms and a bath we had three bedrooms and a path we had an outhouse out back and on the way out the backyard was a picnic table and I snuck in and got one of my cousins they smoked them little cigars and I snuck in and got one and sat under the table and fired it up I was just a little fella and uh what wisdom she come walking by on the way to the bathroom and just looked down at me and she said you'll regret that and was she ever right after a while I was green and sick she just had a way of I remember taking a fly swatter and whipping me with it 
she didn't abuse me, but it scared the life out of me. Do you understand what I'm telling you? And her tongue was the law of kindness. But she handled her stuff well. No education, just a little. Best cook in the country. Raised everything they eat, canned everything you could imagine. Raised her own children, and then when disaster hit, took three small boys and started all over again. Doing what she was equipped to do. Thank God for women like that. Thank God for you moms today. You make a difference in the lives of your children. Amen. Blessed is the man who's found a good wife. Scripture said he's found a good thing. And blessed is the man who has, because of a good wife, has children. His arrows in his quiver of his life being shot out. Thank God for mothers who train children. Will you stand with me? We hope you enjoyed today's message and we'll tune in again next time. Raising the Standard is the media ministry of the Richmond House of Prayer in Richmond, Kentucky. For more information on the various outreaches and ministries of the Richmond House of Prayer, please visit our website at www.rhop.life. Thanks for listening.